0: Good morning, I'm Elise Darden. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a parishioner here with my family and I'm also a regular volunteer at the Mariah Center. I was very happy when David asked me to introduce Beth today. I have introduced her to y'all before um, and I got a little um, worked up uh, talking about Beth and I was worried I wouldn't be asked back to introduce her again. (laughs) So um, it always brings me so much joy to talk about Beth and to talk about the work of the Mariah Center. Over the course of this week while I was thinking about what I wanted to say about Beth, I happened upon an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. You all may have seen it. Uh, It was a piece uh, written by the head of the Knights of Columbus, which is a men's Catholic fraternal organization which does a great deal of philanthropic work. And the topic of this piece was Pregnancy Resource Centers, just like Mariah, and it was a very well written piece and it was very moving, but more importantly, I was thrilled to have come across it because it had my introduction to Beth in it. There is a paragraph in that piece that fits Beth to a T and I want to read it to you today. What motivates the people who run and volunteer at these organizations? Love. As hard as that may be to believe in these cynical times, over the years I have met staff and volunteers driven by a deep affection for mothers and children. Being pro-life is not an abstract concept. It is deeply personal and inherently connected with those they serve. They believe that every life, every soul has worth and value They are motivated by Christ's words from the Gospel of Matthew. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That is Beth. This is personal for her. I see it when she greets people at the center. I see it when she advises women and gives them guidance. I see it in her face when I find her on the floor trying to reassemble baby furniture to give away. I hear it in her voice when she speaks to women who call every day, many times in broken English or no English at all, but always in great need. Every person Beth serves, she serves with love. This is personal for her, and I'm honored to volunteer under her leadership. And I'm both honored and humbled to serve by her side. Beth, we welcome you back to Christ the King. Thank you.
1: The last time Elise introduced me, I got a little bit clamped. So that shows the quality and uh, profound love that our volunteers have. Enough said. She. She gives and gives and gives, and I am honored to work with her, so thank you, Elise, for that. And thank you, for your family, for sharing you with us. To be a grandparent is all gift. We have two more grandbabies since last I saw you, now three girls and one boy. Our oldest, Rose, almost two, now lives in the Denver area with her new baby brother and parents. We FaceTime a lot. I was out there in October when the baby boy, Dominic, was born. We played, Rose and I read lots of books, and continued to fall in love with each other. I recorded her on my phone with her little voice so I can watch it when I'm not with her. Her little voice and spirit just melt my heart. As I believe, our voice and our spirits melt God, our Father's heart. Whenever Rose and I FaceTime, we sing together and she acts out little songs I've created from poems, and it is pure joy to watch. Until she starts grabbing the phone, then all I see is the floor in her forehead. One of her very favorite poems is the first four lines of Little Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep and doesn't know where to find them. Leave them alone and they'll come home dragging their tails behind them. I was thinking about the message for this week and reflected on the, uh, on the gospel. And I reflected on this stanza of this small poem and my relationship with God and how I get lost sometimes and drag myself to him in sorrow. The poem also made me think of the story of the prodigal son. I shall circle back to little Bo Peep later. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, no, really, back at the ranch owned by my brother and sister-in-law in McDade, Texas, where we were two weeks ago for our annual sausage and salami making fest. McDade is an hour east of Austin. They have 27 acres in the country. They have cattle, dogs, chickens, ducks, a rooster, a turkey, a couple of cats, some bunnies, and about 100 sheep. The adult sheep are creating baby sheep, so there are many cute little lambs as well. One was even born while we were there. There are two rams, one for each herd, and they each wear a bell. I tell you this because I got to watch my sister-in-law feed and manage these two herds of creatures. They really need help knowing where to go and what to do. I watched her open a gate, shake the food buckets, and they all just trusted and followed her from the pasture to the pen, all following each other. She put out the food and they knew where to go. And if they go a little off course, she puts her arms out like this. Her arms apparently make her appear bigger and the sheep feel safer. It helps them know where to go and where not to go, and it helps guide and shepherd them. I think we all want to be guided and shepherd, But for us, it takes humility, openness, trust, and a willingness to follow. Can you guys hear me okay? Am I? As the director of the Mariah Center for the last number of years, I've been trying to shepherd and lead with love, guidance, and joy. I definitely go to the Lord for his shepherding. But am I always humble, open, and willing? I know I cannot do it without his arms out leading me without his salvation on the cross. I need his love letters from scriptures, his commandments to keep me in his will. I need the Holy Spirit, the Holy Eucharist, and a strong community of believers. I need my own little herd. I need people to help me keep accountable, growing in my faith, and not out on my own guessing or floundering. I need relationship with others so I can be challenged and break bad habits, so I can grow in holiness. I must follow the leader, go where the food that really feeds me, and not eat of the lies and deceptions of this world that can be wrapped and sold as truth. It is hard to be a follower of the true shepherd and stand up for truth. It's hard to be pro-life when people yell at you and condemn you for not being pro-choice The wolves are out there and want to devour truth and literally the lives of the unborn. The more we listen to his truth and his voice, the more we are able to know where the gates are, where the food is, where the pitfalls and ravines are, and how we individually are called to follow his voice and not be afraid. My sheep know my voice. We gather courage and grow in faith, knowing his truth is greater than any lies. But we must be humble, open, and willing. We must do this so we can love the truth and love in truth. He tells us, I am with you. Do not be afraid. I want you to have life and have it to the fullest. To be 100% pro-life on every level, we must have courage and love. Some of the mamas that come or call the center are lost lambs. They have, may have met the true shepherd before, but now are in the wrong herd or listening to the lies that they're worth comes from what they do and not who they are, that they are weak and not capable of mothering. They are being fed lies about their lives being better without the child in their womb or pressured by the father who says he will leave if she keeps the baby, lies from society that says you cannot have a career and a family or go to school Lies that it is just a clump of cells. Satan is the great deceiver. And he can take anything beautiful and turn true and turn it into a lie. Lies that there is no help and you are on your own. Sadly, even believers accept the lie. lies. Satan will get in any crack if we let him. We often feel alone in our fight for life. We know as followers of our beautiful shepherd. Jesus Christ, we are not, nor will ever be left alone. His grace is sufficient. Forty-nine years ago, this very weekend, the law of the land was changed to accept a lie, a lie that we play God and determine if a child lives or dies. Forty-eight years ago, the center was begun to keep the truth alive, to shepherd and love the lost lambs without judgment, condemnation, or reproof. Love is what changes hearts, love, and very practical help, and real friendship. I know God's love is what continually changes my heart. What we are about at the center is to reflect to this mama her true worth and dignity, to listen to her heart and put our arms out and love her right where she is. We believe it is the right of every pregnant woman to give birth in dignity and the right of every child to be born. Our center is legally called A Rose in Haste, and we do business as the Mariah Center. It is an acronym, which I've spoke to you before, from the Gospel of Luke, where Mary goes in haste to serve her pregnant cousin. In doing so, John, Elizabeth, and Zachariah are sanctified by the unborn King of Kings. We try and follow Mary's example, her journey to sanctify those we serve and those we volunteer with. All this while giving and giving and giving things that are donated to us. Things we give out by the hundreds or thousands every year, diapers, formula, clothing, baby food, wipes, maternal, maternity clothing, food cards, car seats, cribs, pack and plays, strollers, bassinets. We are all volunteers and most everything we have is donated. Unless we have a huge need that cannot be filled, then we buy it. For example, we just bought 20 convertible car seats because we had over 20 families on the list needing them. County car seat program was cut, so we are helping keep those babies safe. We can offer and pay for prenatal care, sonograms, rent, medical bills, utilities, and other real life needs that keep a mom thinking she can't choose life because she can't afford to. We help open the gates and show her the path. We help take the burden from her so she can choose life for her child. One Saturday when I was working at the center, a gal was praying in front of a clinic down the street. She called and asked if if she could bring in a gal who was very upset after her visit to the clinic. I'll call the the girl, Maria. Maria told the gal she had just had a sonogram and they told her she was 18 weeks pregnant. Counselor called us and asked if she could bring the gal to our center. Yes, yes, yes. She came over and we sat and chatted for a long time. We found out her circumstances and she had other children. She lived 45 minutes away and didn't drive. Was living in a room in a house with her two children. She could only use the kitchen until 2 p.m. She somehow ended up five minutes from our center. God's grace, God's shepherding. We shared with her how we could help her and be there for her. We offered a visit to the doctor we work with. We bought her lunch, and the sidewalk prayer warrior took her home 45 minutes away. We arranged a doctor and sonogram appointment at the pro-life clinic we work with. We picked her up with her kids and drove her. Another God moment, when she had her sonogram at the Tepeyac Center, she was 16 weeks, not 18. She said to my volunteer who interpreted for her, I would have aborted if I had known I was 16 weeks. The clinic made a mistake. God's grace. The next week, her landlord kicked her out for being pregnant. We helped her find another place where she could have more than one room and a kitchen. We paid for the fees to get in, rallied volunteers and friends to find furniture and household items for the place. We drove out many times to deliver stuff and bring food. We connected her with a pregnancy help center not too far from her own home. Suddenly, uh, to supply diapers and other items needed for her young toddler, gave her a car seat. We paid for Uber rides to the doctor. We sent food cards. We helped her file her taxes. We paid her rent, sometimes all or part of it, until she could go back to work after the baby was born. We brought the car seat and stroller to the hospital so she could get the baby home. We helped her pay her rent for over a year. She's now working full-time and self-sufficient. Her own mother has softened and come back into her life. We gave her all the baby equipment she needed. She has a beautiful little boy. And we are still in her life, loving on her and encouraging her in her walk and her motherhood. And we'd be part of her little herd as long as she wants us to be. Do we, parents want, do we want parents to be in stable relationships, solid, living circumstances, good jobs, etc., before having kids, before they make choices that result in children, and it's more difficult, yes. But we live in a fallen and broken world, and we are not always following the shepherd, but he is always following us and wants us to welcome all the little lambs, no matter what the circumstances. At the center, we are the hands and feet of Christ to others because of your support. Because Christ the King is walking with us, we could offer this mom many very, very crucial things, to her saying yes to life, things that cost money. We can help a mama and daddy see her long term and open their lens to their lives in the future. We have wonderful volunteers like Elise. Last year when I was here, the musicians, the singer and the flutist, Jen and Dave, um, started volunteering. They've been here for a year working with us. We always are looking for people to love and serve with us. We have Sarah, who volunteers with us. My good friend, Dave Brunero, who's uh, also a Knight of Columbus, is here because he wants to share with you and uh, be part of this community. We're always looking for people to bring your gifts and share in the mission. In November, we had Hayden, your beautiful young youth counselor, fellow, I don't know what his title is, and the youth group come along uh, with some parents on a Saturday to volunteering, and I am telling you what a great group of givers. They helped put our 2,500 piece mailing, Christmas mailing together. They sorted toys. They sorted little Christmas outfits for kids. They hung up and sorted maternity clothing, put cribs together, checked pack and plays for safety, and all in all, had a great workday of love and service. Very practical help that serves to make it possible so we can give and give and give. The need is so great. And what a joy to meet so many young people who are being shepherded and led in the direction of truth. Because of you and others, we are able to serve a number of Afghan families that are moving here who are in our area. The need is great. Story of another young mom who doesn't have shepherding or guidance in her life, who is being pressured and doesn't have a support group. She called us from Maryland looking to terminate her pregnancy. She has a toddler. We offered her very practical help for her toddler. Diapers, clothing, a car seat, all things we take for granted. We offered to meet her and have a sonogram done. Because she didn't have a car, we picked her up and brought her to the place in Maryland, two volunteers shepherding her to the appointment and getting to know her, to know what she values, what her dreams and goals, what she needs. She knows she is not alone. And one of our volunteers, met her before Christmas and helped her get some things together for her toddler and herself so she could have a special holiday. Gave her food cards. The relationship is building and trust is happening. As pro-life people, it is not what we say that matters is as much as we do. We know actions speak louder than words. It's all about relationships and love. We know this in our families, in our communities, in our own churches. When we stray or commit sin, we need to be forgiven and reunited with God and with each other. That is what the Good Shepherd teaches us and shows us how to do. Look how many times in the Gospel, Jesus goes off by himself to pray, to gather strength from his Father. This is Jesus, the Son of God, going to God. That action speaks volumes to me. Here's my problem, I have a terrible attention span. I go to the garden to be with my Lord in prayer and to know his will, sit with him, praise him and worship him, listen to his voice, and my mind is all over the map. Things to do, people in my life, talks to give, grand babies to be with. But here's what I have learned about the expectation of being with our shepherd. God made me just the way he made me, and he knows my inabilities and my abilities. He knows that I'm going to see the squirrel and follow it and see where it goes. He made me and wants me to be me. Does that mean I shouldn't try and concentrate and focus and give God my best? No, it means that whatever is coming to my head and heart, I give to Him. I offer Him my very presence and be. I realize that's what I'm doing when I'm with my grandchildren. I just truly am present with them. And in a moment it fills me up and I trust that's exactly where I need to be and where he wants me. Back to the ranch again and the young woman from Maryland we are working with. Do we know yet if she is fully given to continuing to be pregnant or not? Each day is another opportunity for someone to lead her to the wrong pasture and loss of life for her child and a broken heart for her. So truly today, my big ask today for all of you, for the Mariah Center and the, those of us who volunteer there is prayer. Help be our prayer warriors and pray each day for the volunteers and the women who call or come in seeking whatever they seek. Sometimes it's diapers and wipes, sometimes clothing, other times I think they come in because they know we love them. But especially pray for the women who are being told they have no choice They have a choice and we can help shepherd them. Prayer is powerful. Last year at this time when I was invited to speak here, the scripture reflection was about coming to God as little children. I told you I'd come back to Little Bo Peep. I made up a little song to go with the poem and added gestures so I could sing, teach my daughter and we could sing it together. I wanna share it with you, not so I can make a fool of myself, although I'm okay with that but because God delights in us, as I delight in my grandchildren, but him on a grander scale. Our shepherd adores us, loves us, want, wants us to be his little lambs each day. He wants us to give him our songs, our sadness, our fears, our very life. He wants to shepherd us to eternity. Before I do this song, I will share one more thing. Your parish commitment to Moriah has been life-sustaining, truly life-sustaining and powerful, and I thank you for that. If you wish to give in other ways, there's Amazon wish list, online giving. You could come volunteer. We need some Spanish interpreters every day. I will be at the back to chat. Pick up a flyer if I can give you any more information. Be creative, be in the spirit, be God's delight. Okay, I'm going to add the music to my little Bo Peep and do it in my little granddaughter's little voice. Okay. You'll never forget me, I promise. <laughs> little Bo Peep has lost her sheep, doesn't know where to find them. Leave them alone and they'll come home, dragging their tails behind them. <laughs> God bless you all.